the volume. Football basketball season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers. When you win, you'll get paid fast. And there's tons of ways to play. You got the spread, the money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. You can buy multiple bets from the same game in a same game parlay and try out the same game parlay plus. So use promo code Monaco and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football and basketball season. Welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Happy NFL Week 6. Locked in, dialed in, volume sports. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review if you're enjoying yourself. Had a fantastic conversation with my guy Jeff Schwartz, former Panthers and G-Men offense alignment. He is on the Fox Sports family. Got a great podcast. Look. Anytime you can talk to an NFL player about the game, it's a W. This man, not only in the trenches where the game is won and lost, but he is a gambler. He is a better. He worked for the Action Network. So the insight, actually talking baseball too, gives you a fantastic perspective on the offensive line, defensive line, POV for betting games. Because quite frankly, we talk quarterbacks, we talk skill positions, we talk fantasy. What we don't talk, is the unglamorous element of the offense and defensive line. And that is where a lot of value is found in the world of betting. And I try to bring that value to you guys. All picks posted on the Action Network. Moneyline Monaco on all things social. We dive in yet to have a losing week on the pod for the Monaco Money Meter. Just dancing. Dancing and cruising. Here we go. I got five picks, so we have to win or we have to lose. Got a couple favorites, a couple dogs, couple out on a limb plays. Let's dive in with the marquee matchup for Sunday. Unequivocally, it is a heavyweight bout. It is Tyson versus Holyfield. It is the Buffalo Bills heading to Kansas City. And right now, the Buffalo Bills or a two-and-a-half-point favorite. For the first time in Patty Mahomes, Patrick's young, illustrious, future Hall of Fame career. Never been a home dog. Mahomes, I believe he's got seven covers out of eight chances, and I think it's one push or one L. I saw the stat today, 7-0-1 ATS, when he's a dog. But guess what? I am heading down the New York upstate freeway. Windows roll down. Jewish Italian fro not moving at all in the wind. And I'm blasting Bill's mafia music to the Ethons. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills at Arrowhead all day long. 
I am so excited about this pick. Mainly because everyone in the media is talking. Patrick Mahomes is an underdog. He's never been an underdog at home. Do we not know this is a week-to-week league? Do we not remember Monday night when your boy had the Raiders plus seven and a half? What happens when the whole wide world is talking one side? Why is no one talking Buffalo in this game? They have the better defense, not by a little, by a lot. Let's dive in here. This Bills D, all right, number one, number one in defensive points allowed. 12.2 defensive points allowed through five weeks of a Costco sample size. Where's Kansas City defensively? 25 points per game. Two touchdowns and a minus one PAT. 13 points separates these two defenses. Kansas City sits at 23rd. The Bills are fifth in sacks. They are first in interceptions with eight. That is with a lot of injuries in the defensive secondary. Micah Hyde out for the year with a neck. Jackson banged up. Poyer's been banged up. They still prevail. It's scheme. What Sean is doing at the head coach position, defensively speaking. I mean, you don't want any part of Ed Oliver. You certainly want no part of Von Miller. And you can go make the case. Patrick Mahomes is a magician. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I'm with you. But you know who is about to set career highs this year? If he continues a pace, it's Tim the Tool Man, Josh Allen. He's on pace for 5,600 passing yards, 48 touchdowns, and a career high 765 rushing. This team is number one in offensive yards, just a tick. At 30.4 points per game behind the Chiefs of uh, offensive production, Chiefs at 31.8. Not to mention what I have sat here and tried to think like a backup freshman corner who played in the fifth quarter, which I am. Put myself back in pads, Jerry. How was I when I was on the field? No, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, getting in the mindset of an NFL athlete, like Micah Parsons illustriously said this year, you only get 17 days out of 365 to prove your worth, to show your value. And what I'm seeing right now with this Buffalo Bills team is they are on a mission to get a beer pong rebuttal to that 42-36 outing that, that the Bills were headed to the Super Bowl. They were headed to the Super Bowl. It was magic that we watched. Absolute magic. And the Chiefs have ended the Bills in the last two years. They've ended their season. So what I'm getting at is there is no more motivation than this game right here. I would say for a team like this that doesn't have Super Bowl hopes, this is their Super Bowl. It's just another walk in the park, another week. They are at that level at this point in in Buffalo land. But I'm here to tell you, you're going to be sorely mistaken if you take the Kansas City Chiefs here. Why are the books giving the Bills points to lay. Why, why are they minus two and a half? Because Vegas knows. And the money, the money's coming in at the moment. Double check here. It looks like the public is leaning as hard as it is to fathom. Yep, they took the bait. 
The bait has been taken and there are weights in the bait and this game is fixed. It's rigged. We got 65% of the bets, 60% of the money on the Chiefs. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Buffalo's going to win this game. And they're going to win it with conviction. I'm telling you right now, remember this pick because it is what most would stay away from. I'm diving head first. You heard my guy Schwartz say he loves watching me pick games, put money on them, and go all in. We're all in on Bills Mafia. Minus two and a half. Remember, better defense by 13 points. This Chiefs team lost to the Colts. The Colts are averaging the least amount of points in the NFL. And the Chiefs lost to that team. They're not invincible. They cannot not be touched. They have holes in their game. No one wants to talk about it. Kansas City's headed for a deep postseason run, but they're headed for a week six L. Let's go. Pick two. Just mentioned the Colts. I'm fading the heck out of the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. Give me the humble Jacksonville Jaguars plus one and a half. You can get it at two. I saw it up to two and a half. Probably will I will I will educate a guest say that it it lands on two. And if you can get plus plus two or plus one and a half for Jacksonville, do it. And remember, these points matter. I would say Jags money line. I made that mistake. I gave out Browns plus two and a half against the Chargers last year. That was a winning last week. That was a winning pick on the pod, but it wasn't when I went to my page and I got cocky and I said Browns money line. Take the points, all right? Jacksonville plus one and a half. According to my guy, Chad Millman, the cousin pot of the action, of the action network, and partner with Volume Sports, the favorites. Shout out my guy, Simon. 83% of the money's on the Colts. 52% of the tickets are on the Colts. So, a lot of people off of a touchdownless Natty TV Thursday night. Disgusting, revolting, high baseball score. Don't even want to mention it, but 12 Points were scored for the winning team the last time Indy suited up. And this is going to sound like what everyone will say in this matchup. You can't understate it. For some reason, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they own, they have anybody who's ever backed Indy's team, this Indy team, they have their lunch money. This Colts team, is virtually unwatchable right now. They're minus six in turnover differential. That's the third worst in the league. They've 16 fumbles through five weeks of football. Yeah, they've only lost four of them, but 16 of them and 11 are Matt Ryan's. This team is two, two, and one, and they've scored less points than their opponents. It's embarrassing for a, a group of adult men that get paid to do this. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing. I already said it, and I'm not even joking. Matt Ryan needs to hang it up and go get on his Fitzpatrick and go be a cul-de-sac father of three because that's what he is. It's like watching a dad playing football in the street with a bunch of kids, and the dad is being treated differently because he's old and he's fragile. 
and Tony Gonzalez tried to back his guy on Amazon Prime last Thursday, I'm sorry. They are not turning this offense around. They may get to the postseason on the grace of this defense, who's allowing 18.8 points per game. I'm sorry. Back to where the Jags owning the Colts. 13-1-1 against the spread. In the last 15 games against the Colts, let me repeat that, 13-1-1. Just to put this into Jacksonville Jaguars perspective for you betters out there. Jacksonville, prior to the win against the LA Chargers at SoFi, which is not a home game, they hadn't won a game on the road since beating the Oakland Raiders in Oakland. That's where Jacksonville was, but when it comes to playing the Colts, they've covered 13 to 15. And we're talking about a cover. This is a pick em. I do like the Jags to win this game. And we know they can't, they cannot figure out the Houston Rubik's Cube. They cannot beat the Texans. It's three times in a row this Jags team has been favored against Houston, and they can't beat them. But what they can do is shut out the Indianapolis Colts. 24 zip like they did week two. All right. They've won the last two meetings. By a minimum of 15 points. They have three shutouts. Jacksonville does against Indianapolis since 2017. They don't have a shutout against any other club in the league since 2006. They've shut out Indy three times. All right. This is a Colts team that allows 71 points in the first half. That's 25th. 25th. And Chase McLaughlin. Scored all 12 of the Colts points last year, last week. Do you know, do you know the last time that a kicker scored all points for the Colts? 2003, week one. Vanderjack, Peyton Manning's favorite lad. 2003. The Colts have rushed for one rushing touchdown this season. Last year, they had 22. One touchdown with Jonathan Taylor, who's banged up, I know. It's just unfathomable. They're averaging under under 14 points per game. The Jags are scoring 22. And if you want to talk Jags defense in this pick, the Jags are giving up less points than the Colts. 16 points a game to an 18.8. The Jaguars have the fourth most interceptions in the league with seven. Trevor Lawrence has more interceptions than touchdowns. 20 to 21. It's, it's, it's unacceptable. But if he can emulate what he did, which was an 83% completion percentage week two, two tucks, no picks. Can he just sort of graze that kind of performance? We're catching a Jaguars win. I like the one and a half. Let's keep it pushing. We dance on another two and a half line. This time we go to LeBron James backyard. His original one. We go to Cleveland minus two and a half home favorites humbly against Bill Belly and the New England Patriots. I love this spot on so many levels. Browns covered by the captain hook for us last week. They get to inherit, inherit a Patriots team that is in the building, feeling themselves. All right. 17th time Belichick shut out a team. More shutouts than Harbaugh, Tomlin, and Mike McCarthy combined. Second time, he's had a shutout with a rookie quarterback. Or excuse me, I should say the Patriots. Bledsoe, 38-0 against the Colts in 93. I'm everywhere. 
for statistics, Jerry, everywhere. The Browns come in scoring six more points offensively, led by Jacoby Brissett. They give up six more points. So statistically, points for points against this game's down the middle. But I've been pretty on the money with fading and backing the Patriots this season. I've had a pretty good finger on the pulse with this team. Let's not forget who they are. All right, you beat the Steelers, who are rebuilding, and the Lions, who are still the Lions. And if there's one thing I've learned in this world, it's death, it's Manhattan taxes, and it's Belichick owns Jared Goff. And if Jared Goff's going to give you a 54 completion percentage with no points and multiple turnovers, it's going to be a long day at Gillette. Hold the shaving cream. For me, I already knew minus three last week was a steal. Didn't even matter. I could have played quarterback instead of Bailey Zappi. Here's the trap for me. Cleveland, believe it or not, has entered all five games they've played in this year with a lead after the fourth quarter. They're somehow two and three. Just to, to compare and contrast with the rest of the NFL, the rest of the league is 51-15-1 and one when leading at the end of the third quarter. 51-15-1! So Cleveland can't close. But guess what? We get a rookie quarterback on the road. Now, they're saying Mac Jones may go. High ankle sprain. Zappy's getting a lot of reps. I don't buy it. I still like the Browns, even if it's Mac, limited with an ankle. Zappy or Jones, I stay on this position, minus two and a half. They've been absolutely incredible running the ball. It's the number one rushing team in the league, just under 200 yards a game. And this stat doesn't make sense because Chubb had two tugs last week against the Chargers. Somehow the Browns are four and six. It's the most Cleveland stat ever. They're four and six when Chubb scores multiple touchdowns. He's done it over 10 times. Anyone who's ever done that for a team has an above 500 record. So for me, very Cleveland stat. But I mentioned it to you last week when I was on them, what they've done accumulating yards they hadn't done since the 50s for Cleveland offense as far as continuity. And I just love this matchup. It's an ugly game that comes down to a lot of running and a lot of defense and a lot of situational football. And normally in that kind of a stylistic game, you lean with Bill Belichick. But the timing of this game with a Patriots team coming off a shutout and the Browns losing two games by five points in the last week combined. I have to love this spot here for Cleveland. And right now the public is on the Patriots and the money is humbly on the Browns. So I love that. Jacoby's been excellent with taking care of the rock and they don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Now, last thing I'll say, and yes, the lions do have Aiden Hutchinson, but the lions defense is Swiss cheese, hot garbage, hot garbage. Worst defense in the league, far and away, which is Dan Campbell's a two caffeine coffee crushing defensive guy. What's going on, Danny? Side note. You can have Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett in your face, in your jugular, in your business for 60 minutes. That is going to be a tall order for a rookie. They haven't run the football like they normally do for a Belichick team. Cleveland's a serviceable defense. I'm loving Cleveland here. I think we're 3-0 and to start the show. And we may end at 3-2. and Because I'm going down the East Ventura land, baby, and I'm taking the fins up. And here... <laughs> 
in the last hour. And I wish I could have got it four and a half. It went up to four and a half and down to three and a half because according to reporters, Teddy Bridgewater is cleared, or excuse me, not cleared. He is able to practice limited on a Thursday. If he's able to practice limited on a Thursday, I like my chances with Teddy Covers coming in here and already an overwhelming amount of public money on the Vikings here and 73% of the money on the fish. And I've been pretty money with the fish as well. Had that bad beat when I took, it's getting phone call. Hey, I got, I got guys, you know, guys, I'm getting phone calls over here mid spiel, but we look at this game in a couple of different manners. And, and, and this number, I love this three and a half, even at even at three and a half, who have the Vikings beat? Who have the Dolphins beat? Let's just start there. Because the Vikings, remind me, have they beat anyone good? Because they beat the Bears. They beat the Lions. They beat the Saints on a double doink in London. And yes, they beat an underprepared, completely refurbished Packers team week one. I'll give them credit. But that was a game I knew they would have had. They always have that game. We get into it because now, is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code MONACO and hop in on the action. Some of my favorite bets this weekend, if you listen to the pod, you already know I'm loving the Bills Mafia. I am loving the fish with the points if Teddy Bridge is dancing, and I am feeling very good about the Jacks who own the Colts. But this is FanDuel, which has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. With live betting, you'll get updated odds on games you have already started. You get paid in your winnings fast, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose with promo code MONACO. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The Miami Dolphins beat the Ravens in historical fashion, beat the Bills on a Josh Allen completion high for his career. And they just, oh, by the way, have beaten their last three NFC opponents by a humble 23 points, 11 points, and 17 points. They both average 23 points per game. Six points is what separates them defensively. But I look at this Vikings defense, I'm not particularly impressed. I'm not. They let Andy Dalton throw the ball all over the field against. They let a Bears team come back when they were dead in the water. And the Bears covered. I'm telling you, Kirk non-primetime cousins, he's going to go down. He's going to fit like my relatives, half my relatives, like a Hebrew on a high holiday down there. He's going to need a handkerchief. He's going to need a towel. He's going to need a whole lot of fans because there's going to be cramps. There's going to be trials and tribs, and we know what Miami is. And Miami, let's remind ourselves, is two teams away and home. I've given you the numbers. I believe they've covered seven of eight in their last eight at home. It's a team that was one in seven last year and went on a sick win streak. Now, if it's Skylar Thompson, I lower my unit size 
but I still take the Dolphins. This is a bad spot for the Vikings. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And this is one of these disgusting things you have to do in betting because you would easily say Kirk Cousins versus Skylar Thompson, Kirk Cousins versus Teddy Bridgewater. Look into it deeper. They're not running the ball with Dalvin Cook particularly well. And this Miami defense, yes, although giving up a ton, a ton of yards, let's not remind our, let's not forget and remind ourselves that that game against the Jets, it was 1917. And I took the Dolphins in that position. I own the L, but I backed off it. Benefits to following me on social media. I saw and heard large, large, big wig money coming in on the, on the Jets. So I backed out. That was a bad bet. But Teddy Bridge went out in the first quarter, so no one saw that coming. But that was a 1917 Miami-New York Jets game late in the third. They miss a field goal. Jets go on a 21-0 run. Don't, don't get it twisted. That game was not 40-19. to, to 19. It just was – or 40-17, to 17, excuse me. It just wasn't. I'm banking here on a combination of home field advantage, perfect timing, perfect t- timing. This Miami team hasn't been home in two weeks. They had to go play Cincy on the road on a Thursday. Then they had to go play the Jets in New York. They come home and they got the Vikings and the public is on the Vikings. And why, as I move on in my last pick, do you, do you not scratch your head and say, wait a second, why'd the line only move one point from Teddy Bridgewater to Skylar Thompson? It's the same reason why I'm not touching Bengals Saints. Everything in my any, everything in my cellular soul, every bit of the fiber in my being, whatever the hell I'm trying to get off here, wants to take the Bengals and watch the Saints win. Last pick, best pick. I'm taking the Cowboys plus six. Give it to me. I don't care that the public's on it. I really do not care. I have a great argument for this. I'm going Chris Berman, two-minute drill for you. This Cowboys team, let's start with the defense have to they've held their first five opponents to under 20 points that hasn't happened for the cowboys since 1972 matter of fact that hasn't happened for any team since 1972 only two teams in the last two years have started the season six games defensively speaking to give up less than 20 points to 2013 chiefs to 2019 patriots Cooper Rush comes in the third quarterback in NFL history to win his first career starts five, first five, and throw no more than one INT. Patrick Mahomes, and wait for it, Kyle Allen is the other one in that category. But in all seriousness, the Cowboys own the Eagles. Their last three, they beat them by 20, 20, and 25. They've only beaten an opponent by 20 plus, four straight. Once, one other time in in franchise history, and it was against the Eagles in 67. This will be the first ever meeting between the Cowboys and the Eagles where both teams enter on a four-plus game winning streak in a single season. You have to love that. My very, very strong stance in this game is, yes, I know the Eagles' offensive line is top five, Don't even go there. I already am thinking about it. It was a decimated Rams line. I jumped on the boys plus five and a half. We cash that ticket. We move on. I know that they're going against a night and day offensive line. 
but they're also going against an Eagles team. And yes, I got to say it. They don't play well in the second half. Let's go through their five weeks in the second half because this is my main angle. Six points last week versus the Cardinals, outscored in the second half. Nine points versus the Jags. Okay, they outscored the Jags 9-7, but that was it. In a game, in a game that they should have put away. They didn't score a single point in the second half against the Commanders. Week three got outscored. Didn't score a single point against Kirk non-primetime Cousins on Monday night. They still won. And they got outscored by the Lions. Week one in the second half. They have only outscored their opponents as a 5-0 and club one time. One time. Jalen Hurts. You know how many touchdowns he has this year? Four. Carson Wentz is leading the division in touchdowns. So for me, this game is going to be ugly. It's NFC East. It always is. It comes down to, I feel, one possession. Six points in an NFC East bout. I'm hearing hammer the Eagles, hammer the Eagles, hammer the Eagles. I'm watching what I'm watching. So, yes, the Cowboys go against their best offensive line. Okay. Okay. Eagles go against the best defense they've played. The Eagles have beaten the, the, the Lions, the Commanders, the Cardinals, the Jags, and Kirk in non-primetime. The Cowboys shut down Joe Burrow. I'm going to say, humbly shut down Tom Brady week one. And just embarrassed the Super Bowl champions on national television. I got to take the six. It's too big of a number. Sharps were on the Rams last week. Sharps were on the Rams. Go listen to the circuit. I'm everywhere. I listen. We took the Cowboys. We take them again. So we wrapped the pot with the Bills minus two and a half. The Jags plus one and a half. The Brants minus two and a half. The Fins are plus three and a half, plus four or four and a half. You can get it. The Cowboys plus six. That's how we tango. Moneyline Monaco, week six in this building, baby. Cashing tickets. Shout out to Uncle Colin. Keep the dream going. Shout out to my mom. Happy birthday. Hey, takes a village. Appreciate every one of you. Let's go cash week six tickets. Don't forget to hug your mothers. And as always, ta-ta, real smooth. We will see you next time. The volume.